We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. NFL commissioner who has been, in my eyes, an incompetent mess. And I'm not someone who gets paid because of decisions Roger Goodell makes and That's why I feel that way, and that's why the owners, most of them at least, feel a different way and gave him another contract extension. Now, it could be worth $40 million a year, $200 million total, but a lot of it is tied into incentives that apparently, according to reports right now, are very attainable incentives. So (laughs) I don't know why they ended up doing that. Show up. On time. Right. That's it. Right. <laughs> Breathe in oxygen on a daily basis and you see $10 million bonus. So it's it's confusing to me. And I, I, th- I need your help on this. I need others' help on this. And the best thing that I can come up with is why most of these owners are so desperate to retain Roger Goodell as a commissioner is that he's the guy that, for lack of a better term, takes the bullets for him. He's the person that stands out in front of their cause and is the joke. So the booing that he gets and that directed anger towards him from the fans is really booing towards the entire league and the owners that make up that league. But for the most part, the owners are in the background. Hey, we're over here. We're not doing anything bad. He's the commissioner. You go yell at him. And they don't want to change that for a couple of reasons. One, he does take all that heat. And also, they've made a lot of money recently with television deals and things like that that allow them to feel comfortable with Roger Goodell. And they don't want someone new coming in who's going to change all these policies, who's going to try to make the league something else. And I really think that this is going to aid in the downfall of the popularity of the NFL, that they aren't more forward-thinking in saying that we need a new set of eyes to take a look at this to maximize what we're doing as opposed to sticking with the same old plan that I believe is starting to be a sinking ship. Well, it's clear that the pie has grown under the leadership of Roger Goodell, and he is the proxy for the team owners. How many times have you seen an owner boot? at these games. And these owners show up at all the games. You never see them boo, do you? I never. mean, not even Dan Snyder, right. I don't think, never, gets booed, never, does he? Ever do you see anything uh, like that at a, at a game when the owner well, is present? Well, maybe the, like, Dean Spanos, like the, when they move well, the when team. when they were moving. But uh, aside from that. Yeah, very rare. Know, and, 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 and they are part and parcel with what's going on with this league and, and the problems that the league has, uh, has uh, had to experience. And their guy, their leader, the guy who does their dirty work is Roger Goodell, and they like what he's – they may not like 100% what he's doing, but they like those checks that the league is writing. And when you look at the dollars that this, the league is still generating, billions of dollars, and you're talking about teams, that their cut is about you know anywhere $200, $300 million a season. Do you, you, you want to upset that apple cart? Yeah, there's an issue here, there's an issue there, and he could have handled this a little bit better. But do you see the number zeros before the decimal point on this check? 
and money rules. We find that out, you know, every day here lately with what's going on on the political scene. Uh, it, it's all about that bottom line, and he has affected the bottom line in a good way. And now, if the numbers continue to decline as far as TV ratings and you see a dip and a cut in that pie, if it becomes, uh, if it gets threatened, then and only then will you see the powers that be, the ones who have propped up Roger Goodell, you'll see them make a move. That's the only time you're going to see it, unless he does something that's totally egregious outside uh, of football. He's going nowhere because he's helping them generate so much cash. I think another factor is the latest CBA negotiations were such a win for the NFL that they don't want a new commissioner in there and a new set of people, a new group to go in, negotiate the next one for them because they're afraid of losing some of that power. And they look back on that last one and say, why are we going to get rid of the man who was most responsible for us winning this thing in such a big way? And, And the more I hear from the players and the more that I go back to that time, I mean, what a joke that negotiation was. I mean, those guys got absolutely, the players that is, absolutely bamboozled into something that they didn't want, but for whatever reason, they weren't good enough to get. I mean, they were not good enough in the negotiations to get exactly what they wanted. And I don't know if they're going to be any better the next right. time around. Right. Uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and and they weren't willing to do what you're going to have to do if you want to affect change down the league and get a better deal. And what do they have to do? We all know what they have to do. They need to sit. And then are you cool with doing that? If you've had a lengthy lengthy career or if you've been a young player in this league and you've amassed a ton of dollars, it won't hurt you as, as much as it's going to hurt the lion's share of the players. So are you willing to take that hit? No pun intended, but are you? That's going to be the key, and that's the only way they are going to be able to get a better deal is if they sit, and they so understand tough. that. So well, tough. Of course because, it is. You know, you got these guys that are – well, you hear the Players Association talking about prepare yourself, you know, to some of the younger yeah. players that are definitely going to be around for the next CBA negotiation. Prepare yourself financially. There's a pool of money that they have available to help out certain players. But then you think about these young guys that are – just coming out of college or the first-year guys in the rookie contracts that are thinking, you know, I can't – I mean, I'm going to have to go and get a regular job if there's no football. Well, so be it. You should. Go – go, go. you should think about that. And I'm one who didn't uh, concern myself with plan B. And and I should have. So if you have to do it sooner than you, you might think, great for you. That's going to help you down the line. So think about plan B and plan C in case your number one employment goes away. So it's never too early to be mindful of that fact. So I would be preaching that all day long at these rookie seminars, you know, whether you're a first round pick or your eighth round pick or or undrafted free agent, you should be thinking about your next life because football, as Aaron Taylor always said, you'll be a former player longer than you will be a current player. So, they should concern themselves with that. And and if this is the impetus for you to do that, the fact that you might sit, you might strike, oh, so be it. No matter what compels you to think about life after football, think about it. You know what I can already see coming is the NFL using this tact in the next negotiation. Look, our TV ratings went down, and as a result of that, We either have negotiated now cheaper TV deals than the ones we had previously, or we foresee 
the fact that that's happening or going to happen, and it's all because you guys kneeled. And since you guys kneeled and now we don't have as much money as we used to, now you're going to have to pay for that. I can just see them using that tact, and they always do something. They always convince the players of something that they really don't even believe in and then pull off the table and act like it was like removing a kidney for them, like they (laughs) did with that 18-game schedule, which was a genius ploy that ended up really working for them when they said, we are so steadfast in this 18-game schedule. We will not proceed without an 18-game schedule. This is what we want more than anything. And then they said... You know, the player's like, no, 18-game schedule. And the NFL goes, all right, we're pulling away this 18-game schedule, and we're not happy about it, well, but you better give us everything else we want. Oh, okay, sure. And that's how they want it. Well, there's always an intricate plot, uh, and, and you have to sift through that and, and find the truth within that. And, yeah, they'll come with some bargaining chip and, 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 and some idea of how we can uh, display to them that uh, they are at fault because of the declining numbers. And then your, your pushback, well, if – the protest was a problem. Why did you allocate eighty, a hundred million dollars to helping us with social issues out in larger society if it was such a problem? So you'll get there, and 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 at times you'll see through their BS. They'll see through yours, and eventually you'll have a meeting of the minds in which you think both sides can agree on a, a fair deal. And it, obviously, the last time they sat down, it wasn't a fair deal. And now the the players they're really are going to have to go to extreme measures if they want to move forward with with the league and, and a better CBA. Do you think that if the Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl the year of the Brady suspension, that Roger Goodell would still be getting this contract extension? And the reason I bring this up is Bob Kraft was as angry as Jerry mm-hmm. Jones, if not angrier, about what happened to Tom Brady. He hated his guts, Goodell. Uh, Bob Kraft hated Goodell's guts. And wouldn't talk to him, wouldn't listen to him, and they were fast friends in the beginning when he was Snatched a commissioner. Snatched Lombardi from him. Right. He just hated him. <laughs> so then they go and win the Super Bowl, and then Bob Kraft's like, okay, I mean, we came out on top. If they had not and had, like, a brutal season, and he still held that against Roger Goodell, I wonder if Jones and Kraft together could have recruited enough other people to not have Roger Goodell be the well, commissioner. Well, Kraft is on that, that compensation committee, and, and he's one, I think there's six members on there with Blank being the champion. Uh, champion, the chairman. He's uh, never going to be a champion. <laughs> he might, man. Let's get real. They might well, they out. had their shot last year. <laughs> now, I don't know if that would have been an underlining uh, factor as for him to, to deny Roger Goodell mm. an, an extension, uh, but if he was still uh, highly upset and the season had not gone in the manner in which uh, they like for all seasons to go there in New England. Do you hold that against the commissioner, or do you say, uh, once again, look at these zeros before the decimal point, and we are generating boatloads of cash, and so I'm going to uh, put that aside, the fact that I still hold a lot of angst and consternation towards the, the league office and Roger Goodell personally, and uh, sign off on this. Yeah, I, I really think that both those guys, angry enough, would have prevented him from being the Well, he's not going to partner with uh, Roger uh, with uh, Jerry Jones after what Jerry Jones said about him. I mean, you think Robert Kraft is bad. Robert Kraft is up to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Wow. Hold me, on. Hold on compa- a second. Compared to me and my mosquito? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's up. Do you, I mean, is there something to be said that, like, these 
bazillionaires and their lawyers and the NFL going against the Players Association, no, no matter how hard they try, are always going to lose. I mean, is it is it fair to say that because that the players are always going to lose? Yeah, oh, like it's never going to be anywhere near where they want it to be. They have to, they have to, they have to strike. That's the only way. You have to strike, and they understand that's the only way they're going to get a fair deal or a better deal from the league. Now, I don't, I wasn't around at the last work stoppage, extended work stoppage, where there was uh, replacement players. wasn't around, meaning I guess it happened when I was alive, but it wasn't yeah, something that, that was on my yeah. radar. So I, I just, and the game it was it was popular, but it didn't have the popularity it has. I don't think any sport had the popularity popularity then that it does now. You know, maybe baseball was the number one sport we all yeah. watched that, but and because you just didn't have the the, the different platforms, and you weren't as in tune because. You didn't have it wasn't on every day, and you didn't have highlight shows uh, throughout the the day talking about it, and and it just wasn't top of brain every hour like it is now. I would also look at if I was an owner, I mentioned this before. I'd look at baseball and I'd look at basketball and basketball especially, and say, you know, when David Stern was the commissioner of the NBA, things were good for the NBA. I mean, there was no mm-hmm. reason to want to get rid of David Stern as the commissioner. But then Adam Silver came in, and things have been so much better. They've just been remarkable. The league is as popular as it's ever been right now, and and it continues to grow. So I'm just really surprised that they didn't say, let's find the right guy to be a little more innovative here at this crossroads where we are, as opposed to going down this same old bullcrap road that has got us in one of the weirdest positions the league's been in in decades. Well... You know, I still give David Stern a ton of credit because he had the league on good, solid footing. And then Silver, who's been one of his uh, his co-contributors there, and in a big way, he steps in, and, and, and it's a seamless transition, and they continue. Right. I mean, a retirement's tra- different than a firing, I understand. Right. But, I mean, it's it still shows you, though, that something new can really, really help in both of those leagues. It's not like they were terrible baseball and basketball before yeah. that, but they're in much better places than well, they were with than they were with the old guys. Well, we we like uh, the the fresh face, and as far as Adam Silver, he has been so open to thinking outside the box. I think that's what really has garnered him such a favorable rating. As uh, a fact, he he'll discuss anything, he'll broach any topic. Now he may not ultimately sign off on it, but he's open to it. He's 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 agreeable to a dialogue. And and you just don't see that. And maybe that's going on behind the scenes at the league office, and it's just not thrust out in public as much as the, the league, the NBA, uh, does it. Uh, but w- I think that's why Adam Silver, you just see him not, not afraid to talk about the gambling aspect, not afraid to, to talk about the uh, protests that are ongoing during NFL uh, games. Uh, he's just out front, and, and he just got uh, Donald Sterling, boom, quick. Quick action on his part. Now, we can't have this in our, in our league. No way hell, in hell we're going to have that. You're done. Sell the team. And, and he was so proactive and forceful in that situation. And, and he's just taking over, and he has that handed to him. That's plopped down on your plate. Something as uh, incendiary as that. And, and look how he maneuvered. Coming up next, we are on our way to seeing the worst hire in sports be front and center. Coming right back. You're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Andrew Bogish is back with us. 
And he's got some sports news for us. What's going on, Bogus? Guys, Alabama defensive coordinator T. Martin will be the new football coach (laughs) at (laughs) Tennessee. (laughs) Jeremy Pruitt, actually. He can be formally hired later today. He'd like to coordinate that tie D through the college football playoffs while recruiting and building his staff in Knoxville. We've gone through that, haven't we? Didn't we go through that last year with uh, Lane Kiffing being named the coach at FAU? And he coached one game in the playoffs and he was out of there because they didn't feel like he had – 100% 100% focus on Alabama. So yeah. how's Pruitt, Pruitt going to be able but to do Kirby it? Kirby Smart did it, did he not? Kirby Smart did it as well. I think that was more of a lane kick. They weren't thing. happy with Kirby Smart doing it either. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be an issue for T. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't. <laughs> That's a very good point. It's another reason why he should have a, a job at South Alabama. <laughs> hey. USA, Fordham, USA. Fordham's open. Yeah, it's going to be open. Steelers linebacker Ryan Shazier is now in a Pittsburgh hospital. His spine injury still being evaluated and treated, so no public diagnosis just yet. The NFL Competition Committee will discuss a college football-like targeting rule, including an ejection when it meets in February. Roger Goodell's embattled extension is complete, at least in terms of signatures, all owners still need to approve the bonuses and incent- and incentives in the five-year deal that could push Goodell's total compensation to $200 million. And Warren Moon has taken a leave of absence from the Seahawks radio broadcast. He is being sued for sexual harassment by his former executive assistant. Second-ranked Kansas taking its first loss of the season, 74-65 to Washington In Kansas City, Jayhawks head coach Bill Self feeling for their fans. If I'd have paid to see that, I probably would have wanted something to drink. Kansas just (laughs) 5 of 20 from 3 last night. Fifth-ranked Florida losing at home to Loyola Chicago, 65-59. Number 11, North Carolina pounded Western Carolina, 104-61. Number 13, Xavier took care of Kent State, 96-70. The Cavaliers won again last night. Five seconds on the shot clock, 20 seconds on the game clock. It's lob to LeBron. He's at the right point. He works on Samson. Step back three. He nails it. John Michael, Cavs ready. LeBron, the putaway three and a 101-95 defeat of the Kings. Team record tying 13 straight victories for Cleveland. James finished with 32 points, 11 rebounds, and nine assists. The T-Wolves down the Clippers, 113-107 at Staples. The Spurs beat the Heat 117-105, Milwaukee 104, Detroit 100, and Kevin Durant led the Warriors through Charlotte 101-87, 35 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists, but don't get used to it. I don't expect it to be that like that every single game, but tonight I, th- I thought it caught for it. The Warriors didn't have Steph Curry or Draymond Green last night. The Angels and Mariners each traded with the Twins yesterday, each getting Another $1 million in international bonus money, so now each can offer Shohei Otani even more. The Rangers, though, still have the most available. And from the NHL, the Flyers, 4-2 winners in Edmonton. That's two straight victories after 10 straight losses. Guys? All right, Bogus, thanks. So Herm Edwards, who, (laughs) when I first heard, was probably going to get that job, I just thought it was terrible hire, ridiculous, stupid couldn't believe that Ray Anderson was just going to go to his best friend to fill a job. He hadn't been in the coaching ranks in college for several decades, hadn't coached a, a team period for a decade. So I, I, it annoyed me. But now I could not be happier about this because he is, and it'll slow down a little bit, I'm sure, but he is turning into that guy who just provides daily content because he's just clueless. 
So we originally had him in his uh, press conference. The first clueless thing was was him. <laughs> the devil? Right. Devil's Digest. Devil's I'm, I'm Digest. I'm Catholic now. I'm a Christian. Watch out them devils. <laughs> so he didn't understand. He was talking about the sun devils. I'm a Christian now. Come on. Lucifer's blog. I mean, what you doing? <laughs> so this one, it's from a video. The audio's not great, yeah. but... So someone walks into his office. They have like a Herm's first day on the job. Yep. You know, behind the scenes you know, and all that with Herm. Where's the chapel? Yeah. <laughs> so he walks into his office mm-hmm. and someone presents him with a jersey. All right. A jersey. It's got Edwards on the yeah. back. And that he, is number 46. He accepts this jersey and this is what he says. The girls. No, this is a game jersey. Tight. Yeah, you can't what? You know, you don't. You're not expected to put it on. Man. No, no, no. He's gonna put on a mannequin in there. This is a game jersey. Yeah. <laughs> he asked, "Is this a girl's jersey?" <laughs> that was, is small. Was, is this for the kicker? <laughs> he goes, no, it's a game jersey. Like he hasn't seen because the jerseys they do look. I mean, they look small when they're oh on. yeah, they're, 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 they're shrunken, man. Right. I mean, the, but they yeah. they gave me one pit the equipment guys yeah. were nice enough to give me one when I left Pittsburgh and it you know, I hang it up it, it's tiny you know yeah. it's a small thing but they stretch out over the pads and everything right. else but it's and, just and the reason they're made like this especially for defenders uh, can't grab them right can't grab them yeah and they're tight they right are very game tight. jersey yeah <laughs> but still this is how long he's been gone he thinks yeah. it's a female <laughs> Arizona State merchandise thing like that's what he thinks it is. We got players that small. Yeah, what? What did I sign up for? <laughs> What's this now? What's this? A pineapple? <laughs> no, Herm. That's a football. It's <laughs> a football. <laughs> this ain't no football. Ain't no NFL football. <laughs> you don't. You don't forget how to coach. <laughs> you They're not bringing the, me here to play. You just forget what the jerseys look right. like. Right? How tiny they are. <laughs> you don't forget how to coach, but you do forget the name of the team, <laughs> and you do forget. What a jersey look like. <laughs> but everything else? Yeah. Mm, I remember. <laughs> I remember. He's going to screw up on such a oh, grand man. scale. <laughs> I don't say that. Question. Well, you haven't coached in a long time. You haven't been on the field. <laughs> yeah, you haven't been on the field. <laughs> What's that matter? <laughs> What's that on your head? That's a helmet? <laughs> what? That's what they look like now? Uh... <laughs> Let me see them gloves. But we had no gloves when I played. <laughs> hey, why's that giant tuning fork hanging out in the end zone? This is a game jersey? Yeah. I heard him. Those are the goalposts. Get out. Get those goalposts? I thought they were supposed to be in the end zone. They're in the back of the end zone? What? Man. What are Chili's wearing? Oh, we can't have that right here. Mm-hmm. No, they got chain clothes. Go back. Go ahead, chain clue. I can't mm-hmm. give me give me fifteen burkas. <laughs> we're gonna put them in that. We're gonna we're gonna dress them like nuns. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> we're gonna be the first program. Ray, see, Ray was talking about innovation, innovation, being innovative. Yeah, doing things nobody's seen before, right. like covered up chili on the college level. <laughs> so we're gonna be the first ever team. That has nuns for cheerleaders. This is a game jersey? Yeah. We're going to dress them up. Mm-hmm. What's that called? A seminary? What's yes. that? Yeah, yeah. 
We're going. That's what we're going to have. You're we're going. We're going to yeah. pluck them out of there. There you go. <laughs> and they're going to, instead of cheering, mm-hmm. they're going to be praying. Yep. They're going to be praying, not cheering. Mm-hmm. Praying for the devil. That's praying for the devil because we we got to get the devil up out of this program. I'm, I'm Catholic now. I'm a Christian. Watch out, them devils. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't win more than seven games because you got the devil in you. <laughs> the he devil. My soul. And you got them naked girls on the sideline. <laughs> right, we can't get have that. Got to get that out. Mm-hmm. And no. we're going to get some big old jerseys. Everyone can fit in. I'm telling you right now, ain't going to be no sex up in here. <laughs> ain't nobody. Ain't nobody Mm-mm. having no sex. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Unless unless you marry one of them nuns. <laughs> you then, can, if you can flip one of them nuns, whoo, I want you. Then that, that, that's, that's okay. A, that's right. a five star. Right. Then, then, then you start a nice little family. Cool, he flipped a nun. You start a nice family, you have a child in wedlock, then we okay. But <laughs> otherwise... You're going to stay in that tiny-ass jersey. <laughs> and you'll be going to sleep. <laughs> Ain't no drinking. Ain't no sexing. Ain't no smoking. Ain't no cussing. <laughs> That's going to... You know what? That's a good idea. Put that up on the sign. Like, Notre Dame, play like a champion today. We're going to have the ain't no sign. <laughs> All the things you ain't going to be doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> All the ain'ts. I got yeah. eight, eight ain'ts. And we're going, what we're going to do is we're going to touch it every time we go on the field. That's right. Ain't no drinking. Ain't no smoking. Ain't no sexing. Ain't no tight jerseys. <laughs> well, I guess I can't get away from that. Apparently. Football. <laughs> ain't no half-dressed chillies. Yeah. And nuns. That'll be the last thing hey, I'm saying. I flipped that nun. <laughs> okay. Sorry to tell you. Well, get married. Start a family. The right way. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be the gift that keeps on giving. Right. Like you should have gotten the job at Occidental, <laughs> not Arizona State. You know, I mean, like biggest there's a pool party happening yeah. right now there. Yes. at four thirty two right. in the morning. Like, of there's an ice luge in a <laughs> cleavage somewhere, right? And there's her. One of the best party schools on the planet. Herm ever the head football Man. coach. I mean, do these girls know they butt cheeks out? <laughs> what you do last night, boy? I can smell you. I smell like Mad Dog 2020. Mm-hmm. Wait, ain't, well, we got to add something that ain't no sign. Mm-hmm. No Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> ain't no bum wine. <laughs> no Thunderbird. No Cisco. This a, this what, a what, jersey. You, you drinking the 40 ounces? Huh? <laughs> O.E. Football. Crooked eye. Only thing I want you drinking is football. Football. Put yeah. it in a blender. And holy water. Uh, holy water and f- put a football in a blender and dump some holy water up in there. There's protein in that leather they make those footballs out of. Do a pulse. Go zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> zoom, 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 zoom. And drink it up. Mm. Football. Do a Hail Mary before you drink it. Football. Mm. That's right. That's all you're going to do. Anyway, see you tomorrow, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Those of you that are gonna come with me to build a church, <laughs> the bus leaves in five minutes. The rest of y'all drink your football holy water protein shake. We gotta have a Facebook live of him giving the pregame speech, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gotta, right? You talking about the ratings? Uh, 
<laughs> like, I don't know what this room is we're in. It's the locker room, Coach. Ooh. Okay. Well, anyway, it's nice. I'm happy that they gave it to us. See a lot of devils on the wall. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I thought, can, I we thought we, can we change the mascot? I thought we eradicated that, mm. but I guess not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that would be amazing if they, oh. if they filmed that. It would just oh. be him, like, and the letter to the Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> and Job said. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be his whole speech. Now the players going to be bewildered. Like, <laughs> huh? Huh? What, what's that got to do with the number one team that's out there waiting to kick our ass? No, okay. I mean, our arms, coach. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, what? what? And was it before the Arizona game I read from Deuteronomy? I'm not sure. I got to. Uh, never mind. Go out there and win the game. Will you? Jeez, sitting around here looking at me like I got something for you. Tiny ass jersey. Smoking, sexing, drinking people. I can't, I can't fix this. Y'all, cr- I, I, y'all I'm crazy. In the, I'm in the lion's den. What do you, you think I am? Damn. The devil's around me and the drinking and the sexing and the smoking. <laughs> what happened to this world? You know, this is. I'm thinking about it, this job's gonna crush him. Yes, like he's he was he's been up in Bristol. Everybody's been nice to him. He's going back and forth to home, whatever. Like this job's gonna ruin his faith in humanity. Devil's Digest, huh? He's gonna, if he's getting upset at some guy who works for the Devil's Digest, just wait till he has to suspend the player. Oh, you did what now? Oh, damn. <laughs> He's going to be, like, calling the cops every day. Uh, <laughs> you over in Scottsdale? Told you not to go over there. Officer Jenkins, the coach again. <laughs> I, got, I got six, six linebackers. <laughs> I think they're sexing. They're having sex, coach? Uh-huh. <laughs> and they ain't married. Can you come pick them up? Keep them in there for, like, a month or two? Let them, let them know what's up. It's not against the law, Coach. Oh, hell no, it ain't. <laughs> I don't know where y'all from. It's against the law up in here. You see my ain't no sign? All right. Uh, ain't no. <laughs> I love it. We got Tank Thomas joining us. Oh. Who Mikey B put on the rundown this morning. Hank Thomas. It took me a while to realize who that was. Tank. Tank. Wait, wait Thomas. Hank Thomas? No, he just—he was just Hank Thomas. I looked at that and was like, "Woof, that was a bad one." I'm thinking, is this another guy who's like a CEO of a bowl? You know, Hank Thomas. We, we got to ask him about Herm and whether or not he could play for Herm Edwards. Oh, we have God. to. That's right. gotta be first question. Uh, well, I think I know the answer, but <laughs> Hank. Uh, <laughs> I mean, ain't, Tank. Ain't, ain't no strip club, okay? No wiggle. All right, <laughs> ain't none of that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, can't wait for Tank guy is the best uh we'll talk some nba coming up next and steve kerr with an interesting take on one of his star players coming right back it's geo and jones on cbs sports radio welcome to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it steve kerr was yep. asked about the steph curry injury he's gonna miss Around two weeks with a sprained right ankle. So he was not playing last night in a hometown game against the Hornets. And Steve Kerr said, in a weird way, it's a good thing for our team. 
Obviously, I want all our players healthy. I think big picture-wise over the next couple weeks, it's an opportunity for our team to get better because we have to. We have no choice. And I agree with them on that point. And I also think, too, that you know, with the amount of basketball that these guys have played in also a weird way, you know, Steph Curry's getting a little rest, too. And I know you hate that, but <laughs> the fact of the matter is that this team has played more basketball than anybody else together. And I know that the Cavs as well. Yeah. But they've changed their dynamic a lot more than the star players here with the Golden State Warriors have. And it may even help them in the long run. If you think about the Duran injury last year, that Duran injury helped the Warriors because it got Kevin Durant fresh for the postseason. Put a chip on his shoulder, certainly. Steph Curry was able to become himself again because they had some issues gelling early on, the two of them. And then when Durant wasn't there, he blossomed and then kept that same edge he had without Durant when Durant came back. The only thing is this is happening very early in the season. Right. <laughs> if he was going to sprain his ankle, sprain it a little bit later in the season. <laughs> Will you? Hey, can, can you time us a little better, Steph Curry, please? Isn't it crazy, though, how that works, though, with a team that's as talented as them, that things like this are also positives? Yeah. Uh, and and you, you mentioned edge, right? And that's what Steve Kerr is talking about. Now his team has a little edge. They're facing some adversity early in the season, and now they step up their game. And Durant did that in a big way last night. He had a triple oh my David, goodness. am I correct? Yeah. Uh, and so now... Was, I, I watched a lot of that game. It was an ESPN game, and it was a fantasy night for us. Durant is as effortless a scorer of the basketball. I yeah. kind of hate when people say that, but... Why? I just don't, it's score as, of the basketball. I don't oh, like that. It the, just should be score, and I don't know why I said it that way. As effortless a of score. a person who puts the ball in the hoop. Right, effortless of a score, <laughs> as maybe I've ever seen. And, and that includes... He's smooth, yeah. Like, I mean, that, that includes Curry, too. I mean, the way that he shoots the ball. But it's just unbelievable when he's on like that. He just gets the ball. It's uh, Mike Breen mentioned last night doing the game with Hubie Brown that... You know, the the Hornets for the, the having the toughest time defensively. They really clamped down the Warriors last night too. They were the toughest time scoring early on in the game. And then Durant just gets the ball and just like, yeah, just like he said it was demoralizing. It's got to be demoralizing for any team that you play against. Well, I mean, it's great to see him on the East Coast, by the way. The Warriors. Yeah, you know, back to our, the, the topic at hand. Yes, this forces others to step up. You know, Sean Livingston. Did he get to start? Uh, that's he who did, they said. He, did that, he start? He did start. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he didn't do anything though. Right. But it's more about Iguodala last night. Yeah. You get all these other guys who now have to step up their game. You get more minutes, and so that overall helps the the team because you know what you're getting from Steph Curry when he comes back. Yeah, he's going to be the man. But what else uh, do are we working with? And and you get to see that now for a couple of weeks. So it's, they're in a good place, and they've dealt with it as you point out uh, previously when Durant went down and and so the Warriors will be fine no one's worried about the Warriors no one's worried about Cleveland how about no one's talking about Cleveland now we got started the the basketball season oh what's wrong with Cleveland they can't do this they can't they've wheeled off 13 14 straight now yeah when when Boston was going on their streak that's all that anyone anyone was talking about Cleveland goes on a streak and nothing crickets well that's what everybody expects from them though nobody expected it's true though you didn't know that's what it's all about expectations you know that yeah especially with the Hayward injury with the Celtics, you thought that, I mean, this dramatically alters the Eastern Conference, and then the, the way Kyrie played, even though you knew he was good, you didn't realize he was that good. 
So I think that's what it was. In Cleveland, you kind of expect to to figure it out. I mean, if LeBron was not in some sort of great position heading into the playoffs, you'd be a little bit surprised. They started last night uh, Jordan Bell because Draymond Green didn't play in that game also. And also that Quinn Cook they started the Warriors okay. last night. That's right. They brought him up from the D- G League. The G yeah, League now. That's right. Named after, after, after Named after Named me. after Greg. That's right. The Giannotti League. Mm-hmm. That's right. Put a lot of money the, into that. The uh, gregarious one. Put a right. lot of money into Almost. that. See, that, that, that boomer coin, man, goes a long way. I have not gotten one Already. of those checks yet. Already. But y'all, you For got he got an advance and said, hey, I did I'm not get put my name on the league. There is no advance. Mm-hmm. Well, they no. know it's coming. That we're going to put it on there anyway because we know payment will come soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Hank's in Austin on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Austin. Hank. Austin, morning. Texas. Yeah, BJ, I'm in Texas. Oh, man. Send me some How barbecue. Yeah, well, on my way. We're probably going to do Rudy's later. Okay. Oh, best cream corn on the planet. Oh. Yeah, it d- doesn't oh. suck. Oh, <laughs> that just made sure. me hungry. Well, hey, guys, um, you, you were talking about the NFL earlier, Goodell and all of that, and what the players would, would have to do to at least gain some equal footing. I've always believed that uh, NFL players, you know, being paid the least is kind of backwards given – what they do to their bodies and, you know, shoot their, their lifespan is, is barely 60 years old, let alone their career being less than three years, I think now, but you know, the, the, the strike, and this is what I wanted to ask you, Brian, how difficult is it to get all of those players across the league to, to, you know, have solidarity in, in, in having a strike? Because, it, what I remember from, you know, back in the 80s and yeah, pretty much the 80s is it, it was it was kind of easy for the owners to almost break the union in a way that, you know, Dallas, you know, had people showing up that were crossing the picket line. There, there were a bunch of teams doing that. Yeah. How difficult is it? You know, and you, you were there, at, you know, around that time or at least close to. Give me an idea of what it, you know, how difficult it is to get everybody on the same page because they all have different, you know, economic requirements yeah. and house payments, etc. Well, I wasn't around uh, for the the strike in the early '80s. I, I was still in junior high school, but uh, thanks, <laughs> Hank. Uh, I witnessed it, and and I, you guys, I'm not sure you remember the the infamous uh, moment when Jack Del Rio was with the Kansas City Chiefs, and he and the great Otis Taylor got into it. Jack thought Otis was. Uh, a scab player, mm. and he punched him. Did he? Yeah, and uh, and and Otis was he right about was, it? No, he was wrong. He was Otis not was a scab player. League. He was a Hall of Famer. How are you going to be one of the players who are trying to come in and and, and break? It's uh, another reason to fire him from the Raiders. <laughs> Cross the picket line. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I think they kissed and made up after that. But Hank, uh, that's why you hear the league. It, not the league, but the players and their union having this conversation now because, yeah, it is difficult to corral all these different players who have a different socioeconomic situation. It's going to be hard uh, to bring all of them together and have them of one mind and one goal. Uh, so you've heard them talk about it. They, they're in discussion about this as, as far back as a year, two years ago, and, and, and they understand what's going to be needed 
if they are to be able to get on equal footing with the league. So they've been having, and I, I, I applaud them, they've been having these, these discussions, uh, the, the player reps and the, the leaders there at the, the NFLPA, they've been having these discussions for a couple of years, getting everyone primed for what may occur down the road when they enter into new negotiations. I think every draft class, I mean, immediately conversations mm-hmm. have to be had. Right. I think they're really impressionable at that point, yeah. too, because they're like, hey, I just made it to the NFL, and if one of the older players is coming to me and saying, hey, we need your help, you're going to say, yeah, I'll do whatever you need. So I think that's a good time to, to talk to them at that point as well. Now, Mikey B put something on the rundown that I left on there because I wanted to ask on the air what he meant by it because – it could be a compliment or it could be a dig at Brian. Okay. Or it could be both. So I'm trying to figure out where he's coming from here. It says, Victor Oladipo's NBA game finally better than his singing. Brian called his great play without even watching him. Mm-hmm. So is that a dig at Brian for not watching the NBA? Or is that a compliment to Brian for being so good at talent evaluation that he barely needs to watch Victor Oladipo to know that the guy is going to be a superstar? Both. <laughs> I'm being honest. Both. I, I've seen him play since he's been in the NBA. He's gotten a lot better this year. Of course. Either you're getting better, you're getting worse. But I've seen the man play. I wouldn't just throw that out there without seeing him play. He was terrible. He wasn't terrible. Years. He, he was not good. He, he was wasn't not, terrible. The number two pick in the draft. He was not, not good. good. He was. He wasn't was terrible. I didn't say he was great then, but he wasn't terrible. He wasn't he's on a bad team. He was trending towards bust. He's on a bad team now when he's playing really well. No, no. Well, not as bad, but exactly. But it's not like he's not like he's on the Warriors or the Spurs or anything. He's a baller, he's on a better team last year. He, he's a baller. He is. That's right. He called it. That's, that's right. You know what? He brings up a good point. He's on a much better team last year. And he was balling. No, he wasn't. He was awful. He wasn't awful. He was not good. He was not awful. Which goes back to Greg's point that Russell Westbrook is a ball hog and makes players worse, not better. No, he wasn't. Well, that does go. Thank you, Mike. You're he welcome, not Gregory. Eh, ball that. hog. He was all they had. Whoa, 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 whoa. See, now you're contradicting yourself. He was all they had other than Ola Depot. Oh, oh, okay. Sure. And Ola Depot was like, well, I don't want to step on any toes. I'm new here. Let me just let my man do his thing. <laughs> and I'll do my thing when I can do my thing. In another organization when someone lets me. And so yeah. that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And he's bad to the bone. And he always has been and always will be. Go Ola Depot. Hey, uh, Ennis Cantor and Doug McDermott, how are they doing with the Knicks? Better. Oh. Much better. Hmm. It's also very interesting, isn't it? They were horrible, awful, terrible. Hmm. They did well with the OKC. Ennis Cantor right now could be the Knicks MVP. No poor Zingas, but it's close. That's how good he's been. And he's playing defense, too. He's playing defense on Marcus Solis. Yeah. That's crazy. See if they get to the playoff. They won't. Tank Thomas on Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.